thank you very much. Uh, for that introduction and uh, thank you Philippa for sharing such an insightful experience and uh, it's, it's quite an, an envy seeing how much you've uh, succeeded at your tender age. It's really inspiring to the other youth who are also probably wanting to pursue the same journey. Uh, so maybe I'll also just start with my introduction. I know that yesterday, for those who were here yesterday, we talked a little bit. I had a session with uh, one of the participants and uh, we were cut short. So I hope we'll have another session because uh, continuity of sharing knowledge is one key thing that is really going to develop uh, youth uh, in whatever they're doing. So I'm, I'm originally uh, Kenyan. I, born here, bred here, and studied here, but uh, I, I, I feel like I've traveled around the world virtually because of connecting with people from different countries. Uh, and, and so I tell this to the youth that uh, as long as you can't travel to uh, cro across the border, but you can connect, count yourself lucky because in the era of uh, connectivity, you can actually learn what's going on in Portugal, in India, in the US, in Canada, name it virtually and you can connect and know what's happening so that's how much i've traveled by just connecting with people uh, virtually and having uh, discussions on their experiences uh, so as you got it i am 32 years of age but count myself still very youthful in in that i quite interact a lot with the youth in different areas and um I, I really hope that I stay that young because uh, uh, probably some of the things that I underwent as a youth, I wouldn't also need somebody else to go through them because uh, if we don't share where we failed and where we succeeded, people might not learn and really venture into what they want to do uh, better for this world. So currently, as you know, I work uh, for a community foundation called the Kenya Community Development Foundation. But before then I've worked with other NGOs like the Aga Khan Foundation. I've worked with humanitarian organizations like the Kenya Red Cross Society. I have worked with the community-based organizations, some of them that are actually youth-led. And that's when I had interest in them. I acknowledge that youth can do much greater things. I know our curriculums in terms of uh, the education system does not expose youth and give them the the, the, the the power that they can do much. So it's always uh, go to school, go to university, and then get a job in the government or get a job in an NGO and uh, support the community. By that time, you're way above your youthful age. But if, what if this is inculcated in our curriculum so that a youth can know that they can actually respond to climate change while they're still at a tender age, probably in a lower grade or uh, they can do much greater when the age of Filippo, uh, who started working with an NGO at the age of 17 and 18, is still engaging the government. So um, my one big message is that you, can you cannot negotiate when you are off the table. You negotiate when you are on the table. So if you want to negotiate about climate change, if you want to negotiate about children's rights, you cannot be on the other side. And, and try and say that you're negotiating for children's rights or youth rights. Be on the table. And how do you be on the table? You be on the table by always interacting with decision makers, with right holders, with the government. That is when they're going to hear your plight. But you cannot do this on the streets and say that the youth are not accessing uh, proper resources. 
nobody's going to hear you on the streets. Can you try and buy in the government uh, or uh, your, your parents to understand, to listen, by bringing your negotiation skills on the table? Um, my experience over COVID has been shaped by what I underwent as a, as a youth. And I share this uh, because it's one of the things that I probably also acknowledge my parents for having exposed me in how do you interact with the elderly so that they understand your, your challenges. If I was not exposed to that at a tender age or at a youthful age, I think my my experience during this COVID would uh, probably be worse. There are those things that I anticipated they would have achieved during COVID period. Um, I had planned a lot of uh, meetings, which some of them were canceled. I had planned a lot of uh, discussions uh, in the community, which were canceled. I had planned to also uh, prepare some grants for community-based organizations, which were canceled. So if I wasn't prepared well at a teenage age, probably I would have undergone frustration. But how do you tackle challenges and find out how you can respond to those challenges without being frustrated? Probably you, all of you uh, at the moment understand that quite a number of youth have either gone uh, mental cases or have been committed suicide because of the pressure. Nobody prepared them on how they're going to handle different challenges. And challenges for me are what really drive us. If you're not able to respond to uh, challenge like uh, let's say unemployment then in future how are you going to handle issues like COVID because COVID is just one phase that we have uh, experienced but there could be bigger challenges that are coming our way and as youth we still have a long way probably the parents who or elders who are there at the moment will not be there so if you cannot manage challenges at a youthful stage let nobody lie to you that in future you will be able to handle those challenges when you're already grown up so uh, how do we respond to challenges at youthful age if it's unemployment how are we going to engage with the youth and make sure that they address the issues of unemployment or um, probably uh psychosocial mental problems in in schools bullying how do you how do the youth deal with bullying these are some issues that if you not deal with them at the moment they're quite challenging so for me i i i i counted it as a blessing the experience was not very nice because uh, one you couldn't go to work anymore so you work from home uh the people who lost jobs and everything, every next minute you're worried, like you could be the next one who is losing a job. So you're not focusing. Um, if you have a family, you keep on wondering, how is my family going to feed? How is my child going to school? How is How are the bills going to get paid? At a youthful age at times, those are not things that you might worry of so much because maybe you still get support from parents or relatives. But that does not mean that in the next 10 years you will not be facing the same challenges so how do you prepare yourself for the future but preparing yourself for the future doesn't mean that now you don't care about what uh, your elders or those who are uh, older than you are facing now can you have a discussion also with them as we have in discussions about the youth can you also have a discussion with probably your parents how many of us here are able to go and ask their parents for instance that how has this COVID-19 affected you you just see them smiling in the morning over breakfast but do you really care to understand what they're going through 
if they are able to share with you some of the experiences, some of those experiences will help you to learn how you respond to your current issues. That also would be my biggest message to, to, to youth. And then as you do that, can you also try and understand those who are younger than you? Probably you have younger siblings. They are also having their own challenges and they are responding to them. So how do you connect also with them to understand how they're responding to their challenges? Probably for them, their biggest challenge is that they cannot now interact with their uh, with their age mates in school. So how are they coping? Are they already already adapting to the online uh, way of learning and how is that affecting their, their their relationships and how is that going to affect their future interaction or socializing with uh, bigger people so as youth let's move out of our youthful age and try and cross land and when you cross land don't cross land pointing at fingers that I'm not getting support from these people. No, cross land to help them find solutions. The government is fighting to have solutions for the youth. So how is how are we involved in helping the government find solutions? How are we involved in helping our parents find solutions? How are we involved to find solutions for the future generations? So as we think of future generations, it's not about us. It's about the generation that is coming after us as youth. So these are some of the things that for me have been shaped by um, where I work, having worked in the community. And uh, I, I want to share uh, something uh, about my work. So for us in, in, in Kenya and in the foundation that we work with, we believe that the solutions are homegrown. Solutions don't come outside the borders. Because uh, if, uh, if, if any of you have read a book by uh, Dam, uh, Damas Moyo, she's, I think she's, she's uh, Zambian, she said that uh, uh, we have dead aid, aid is no longer going to come, it's dead, and she has got so many reasons why this is happening, so if we want to help ourselves, can we sit down as youth and find those problems, describe those problems and find those solutions by ourselves so at the moment we are trying to make youth understand that so much of the solutions lie within their hands and i would give an analogy of uh, what i had yesterday with a friend on, on river of life I, I know he was expecting me to have a very fancy drawing but all i had was my palm on the screen so he, he, he was fascinated so how how is this palm re relating to the river of life but by the end of the day uh, and i think uh, reg is here by the end of the day i told him the power lies in your palm you squeeze it you know what you're holding you let it open you know what is going out there so all the power lies within you how do we as youth make sure that some of these powers and not coming from outside. You can control what comes from outside as youth. I am happy that the voices that we have within this uh, online session today is really going to mean something else. And by that, I also mean that let's not limit ourselves within changing the narrative uh, conversation in here. If you leave this conversation today, outside there, how much more information, how much more networks are you going to create so that you learn more from other quarters as well? This is just an insightful uh, 
meeting for you to think beyond the borders because nobody is going to reach to you next time and invite you for another meeting like this it's you to find out where are many other more voices to work with together so that we are heard so that our issues are solved um, maybe i would share on the chat box, uh, some uh, one 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 insightful uh, page. Uh, one of the organizations that we're currently also working with. You can find more from them. Um, you can find more from them. It's called Kids Right. Uh, Kids Right organization. So Kids Right also is trying to bring voices of children and youth to be heard and respond to the climate change. Uh, is uh, not only to climate change but to the uh, sustainable development goals from number one to 17 and each month each youth can pick the sdg that they're comfortable with and make a contribution to those sdg so the sdgs are no longer for governments or multinational organizations it's for individual youths i might not have shared uh, personal experiences but what i'm sharing are experiences that have shaped who i am today uh, as I plan to exit youth. Uh, probably the next time we're having a meeting like this, I'll be a young adult. But thank you so much uh, for inviting me for this session. Thank you. Leo, can you please also share one, uh, something good or positive about your culture where you live in? Um, yes, uh, some, something positive that I would mention is uh, Originally, I have been traveling a lot around uh, Kenya, and uh, for me, this corona uh, period has made me to come close to family. And one sacred unit that we have to appreciate is family. Most of us as men and as young uh, adults and probably the youth as well, we are always very far from our family and we forget the support that we get from that simple unit. So for me, it's brought me closer to uh, family. Quite often I play with my daughter and uh, uh, my, my spouse, which is a good thing because that is where you also get inspiration. So as, as, as we also condemn the corona, uh, let's also look at the positive aspects of it. Probably right now I have more uh, social fabric with my close family, but also not disregarding that I have been able to communicate and use platforms that previously were limiting, but right now the conversation is open. I, I, I can tell you for sure, I can't remember the last time I, I spoke to uh, Ansar from Dreamer Dream, but look at it. The Corona period has made it easy. Probably we would be looking at how much money do I have to spend to travel to India or Ansar to travel to Kenya and come and we have this conversation. Uh, today I'm meeting 35 people here whom I don't know how I would have met them before. And I hope that maybe most of us would have shared a lot because that is where we also get our inspiration. So Corona has really also helped us to realize how we can move beyond the limits that we created in our mind. Thank you. <laughs> 